Well, welcome along this week. Now that we've looked at mentors and leaders, we're now going to move to the next natural subject, I believe, which is accountability. And for me, I believe that it's progressive accountability is what we're looking for um, as we're working together um, as a couple, but also for our businesses and also for our lifestyle. See, for me, it was always really important that my quality of life was increasing. And so I guess that, you know, it's important to have some type of um, accountability tool that we can use to be able to judge or um, compare where we've come from as to where we are right now. And although we don't want to focus on the past, we certainly want to get into an entrepreneurial loop of present future thinking. And so what was really important to me was to come up with a way that I could gain clarity for myself on what were the first steps. Because obviously being the natural dreamer in our relationship, um, I always set the goals, um, kind of set the vision and the plan and the pace at which I wanted to travel. And then it was always my challenge to be able to communicate that in a way that didn't threaten um, or um, put sabotage within that plan by explaining those plans to Kent. Uh, I don't know how your relationship works, I'm not certain about uh, the rules of the game that you have in place, but certainly in the early days of business we didn't have a lot of rules of the game. It was very much um, I would use my own um, gratitude books, my own mentors, my own leaders to be able to set my own pace and I was very much doing my own thing. But what happened over time is when I looked at the result that was having within my relationship, I felt that it wasn't giving me any greater joy. It certainly wasn't getting closer to the definition of success that I had um, pictured in my mind for long-term um, success within my marriage and long-term success as a parent. And so there had to come a time where we had to be able to learn how to communicate and understand progressively that we were being able to communicate at a better level, um, being able to hear each other even if it wasn't through words. And certainly some of the books that really helped me at this level um, of our journey was The Five Love Languages. I don't know whether you've read that uh, Gary Chapman um, book, but that was incredible for as a turning point, I guess, within our relationship. And understanding that, for me, words of affirmation and acts of service and quality time were far um, ahead um, than my husband's love languages of, of physical touch. Uh, and also words of affirmation. And so in understanding that, uh, you know, if your love language isn't being communicated to you, then that withdrawal of love or that feeling that you're not loved can start to cause you to spin into that crazy cycle. And the crazy cycle is another book um, that is called Love and Respect. And it basically uncovers the fact that all women want in life when you get down to their core value is to be loved and all men want when you get down to their core value is to be respected and so so often we find that there's a twist somewhere there that either women are trying to get respect because they have been in more of a masculine role or they have been compared to males in the past um, and so therefore they're playing a game or competing on the wrong playing field and so when we can actually become congruent and say, well, at the end of the day, if you don't respect me, I take that as that you also don't love me, 
um, and that is the more damaging um, trait, well then the only way that people withdraw love um, is when you withdraw respect and that is the crazy cycle. Those two concepts really helped uh, Kent and I to understand and unscramble ourselves to the point where we were even in a position to be able to communicate around our goals. And obviously if we're talking about accountability, it makes sense, doesn't it, that we have a running track or some goals of which we're working with our mentors and our leaders to obtain. And um, you know, I used to write down a whole lot of pie-in-the-sky dreams that I thought the world thought that I should have, uh, that certainly I believed would have been um, incredibly important to me, until there came a time when I was, um, you know, walking down that path of actually achieving those goals and questioning whether or not they were taking me closer to success or further away from success. And I know that from my previous experience of working with um, Mr. Zollinger when, when he was dying and uh, he looked at what he had actually accumulated in his life uh, versus the relationships that he lacked, there was a huge uh, sense of regret there. And so, you know, for me, I really had to set about to develop a tool that I found couples, any couple could work with, um, no matter what their level of goal setting was or their, um, or their experience in the past of working together, that they could find excitement from. And I call this program Smiles. And it comes from a book by um, Bill Quain. And I was reading this book um, on time, I think it's called Time Poverty. And uh, to be honest, there was nothing new in this book that <laughs> when I was reading it, I was in labor with my second child and I was trying to keep my mind off the fact that I was about to have a baby. And um, I was reading this book thinking, wow, there's, there's really nothing new in this book until I got to maybe the last chapter. And he talked in one sentence about the fact um, that he had uh, a thought about goal setting based on this program Smiles or this concept of Smiles, which is uh, thinking that um, instead of being able to set huge amounts of goals, the base of our goal setting must always come from survival. Because until people know that they can get through the month, they're not caring about the BMW, the Mercedes-Benz, the jet plane, the overseas holidays, first class, uh, the beach house, any of that type of thing, because it's too far to stretch. And as I was reading this, it really struck me that uh, here was the gold within this book. And I always believe, as my mentors have told me, if you get one idea from a book then and it changes the way that you conceptualize or live your life, then what a valuable asset. And that was truly the case with this book. And so for me, what happened was I took the idea, the simple idea that he started talking about and developed it into a workshop for couples. And I want to run through the concept of that with you now so that you can get and grasp an idea of how we started to work more synergistically around our goals. And so if you think of the base as being um, the S in smiles, now as the analogy, have you ever met somebody and said, how are you? And they've gone, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And uh, you can feel the fact that they're not great versus somebody that you meet and you'll say, how are you? And they have a beaming smile and they say, oh, life's just wonderful. I am just wonderful. And you can feel that everything's on track. And so if you think about the progressiveness of this word in terms of when you begin 
um, and you might be at a, at a crossroads or a struggling point, it might be that you've taken yourself back to survival. Now we've all seen those wheel of life um, structures where uh, we're basically asked from zero in the middle of the wheel out to ten um, where we would place ourselves um, of you know happiness level for each of our core values and so let's say for example that we have um, social, um, spiritual, physical, mental, personal development, family, finance and vocational as those um, key ends to that wheel then there's one spare one which I normally put as romance or relationships or, or travel or you know that's your wild card that you're going for but um, let's say for example that we we look at each of those areas and we find out what is it for you that as a couple you would define bare survival and so let's say for example in terms of um, health or physical it's that you're pain-free perhaps that is survival meaning if you can get through the month and not experience any pain that would just be fantastic for some people it might be that you have a roof over your head physical that's all you need some food um, bread cheese water and um, warm shelter okay now as we progress obviously our survival needs start to increase as we have a family uh, we require different things um, for us to feel that we're still in survival and what I found was that as I went through and defined each of those areas in terms of um, family um, was just going to sleep every night knowing that I had good relationships with all in my immediate family meaning my husband and I and my two children um, because it's too much of a stretch to think with all your siblings and their partners and their children that there might um, you know in the future be conflict that may occur somewhere down the track but for me if my family was intact in terms of relationships well that was survival to me um, so you go through each of those in terms of social that you um, have integrity within the marketplace um, that might be your basis for survival just to get through the month in terms of social um, for some people that are very outgoing it might be that you um, participate in your sport once a week if you don't do that then you're just miserable to be around so you need to honor that so as you go through each of those uh, vocational might be that you earn um, you know a thousand dollars a month at a survival level to be able to cover those basics that you need whatever it is for you define it have a look at what it actually when you get down to the bare bones of what you're requiring for your month and have a clear picture of okay now can I just get all those areas on track how easy would that be to get those areas on track what I found once I had defined them it kind of freed up a bit of space in terms of okay well as a couple we're not doing too badly here I am judging myself around my accountability or the results I'm getting based on the leaders and the mentors I've surrounded myself with but actually in the big scheme of things I'm not doing too badly at all okay so it's a time to really you know sit back now for some of you you might have big challenges in this area you need to fix the base structure before we go and build any higher and in that SMILES um, workshop we basically get you both to go through and define it for yourselves and then talk it out 
amongst yourself so that's that's really important as well and you can pause the DVD and do that now if you'd like to do that alternatively there is the whole DVD on that smiles workshop which you can just um, access as well the material side of things is the next layer to smiles now you know when you meet people and they have the beautiful home and the car and you know nice clothes and and they do take their holidays and you know all of those things that we assume mean success you know what is it for you in each of those areas if you were to get past survival into the material what kind of stuff would you have so material is really you know the the stuff that you can gather um, around each of those areas so socially it might be that you host a dinner party once a month uh, physically it might be that uh, if you, you had excess money that you would um, have organic supplements and clean water you'd have a personal trainer twice a week you'd have a gym membership um, whatever it is that uh, excites you about the material um, side of that uh, vocationally that you'd be doing a job that you're passionate about that you would absolutely love what you do every single day you could define your roles and you could start leveraging your time um, it might be in terms of um, family that you have a family vacation every year for four weeks together or two weeks together whatever it is so we start to really define the stuff that we'd like within our life um, spiritually it might be that um, you have a life coach working with you to ensure that you're always on purpose and somebody there just as a third party to be able to bounce um, ideas off to be able to get clarity or shed some light on on things that are going on internally for you and getting you on track as fast as possible so the material side for me started to um, produce lists of things that I'd like to become lists of things that I'd like to do and then lists of things that I'd like to have and we know in that formula of be do have it's really important to understand um, that this is normal this is natural people um, we're born to dream in fact I've heard that um, you know human beings that's what sets us apart from the animal kingdom is this frontal um, cortex or lobe that's able to imagine and so have you used it have you utilized it are you tapping into your imagination what would you have if you could have anything and write it down and that's what we find um, separates the people who are successful from those in the pack so if you want to be successful well that's the first step is really just to start to write down the things that you would like in those core areas who do you want to become what is it you want to do and what would you like to have so when we go from um, from the material we start to then have an idea of what kind of income would we need to generate in order to give us our dream lifestyle so smiles SMI the I is for income so now that we've got an idea of the be do and the have as well as the survival we start to look at how much money would it actually take for us to generate that life all that stuff that we'd want and you need to come up with a figure because if we can work out a way that you can generate that income and put money into investments that we were able to get passive income to be able to generate that for you how does that help in terms of you dreaming at the next level because for me when I got to this level in terms of income and I realized what am I currently doing that's allowing me to move to the next level where am I spending most of my time 
Now a lot of my mentors had huge investment portfolios that they were working on with shares and real estate, um, business assets, so paper assets, and I started to realise they were no different to me and that if I used and tapped into my unique talents, I too could follow that same path. And so it was important to start with the end in mind. If I was going to build a company, how much profit per month would give me my dream lifestyle? How big are you dreaming? You know, is your dream lifestyle maybe 10,000 a month? Is it maybe 20,000 a month? Is it 50,000? Is it 100,000? You know, I've got clients on my program uh, that easily make 40 to $60,000 per month in profit um, that they can put towards their dream lifestyle. And so I know that from working with people that have started out at maybe a, you know, a forty to fifty thousand dollar profit per year, that have been able to make that per month um, using these success principles. And so I know that they work. But will you work? Will you be able to take the time to be able to be disciplined enough to go through the process? And that's what sets you apart from everybody else. Okay, just by watching these, it sets you apart from everybody else. So when we're starting to understand why are the successful couples successful, it's because they're united in their vision. They understand that there are success principles and we need to use our unique talents, but we also need to have an image of ourselves as a family that is in that top tier, whether that be in terms of society or finance or um, success for you, is whatever you define it to be. Some people want to be in that top success category of just staying married. Some people want to be in that top success category of passive income. Whatever it is for you, it's just important that you start to align so that progressive accountability means that as we take a snapshot throughout your development, we start to see on each quarter that you're moving towards your goals, not away from your goals. Very, very important. So the income side of things was really fun for me. I have to say it got, gave me a really clear snapshot of how much I'd need to earn. And then the L in smiles is about a lifestyle. And what I did here was I started to think about or conceptualize a blank calendar. Okay, so January through to December. Now I had to generate that income in a certain period of time during the year. So where was I going to be in those other times during the year? I'd say that this process really aligned Kent and I for the first time ever because as I'd done the S and the M and the I, so I'd done the income and went through it with him, I said, well, where would you like to spend maybe a couple of weeks every year if you could go anywhere? And he was like, are you serious? Like, is this possible? And it really started to, as I said, progressively open up this dreaming space or this imagination space to say, you know, would we like to take our family skiing for two weeks every year somewhere different? Sometimes in the Northern Hemisphere, sometimes in the Southern Hemisphere. What would we like for our family? What about New Year's Eve? Would you like to spend a New Year's Eve at a different place every single year? Is there a time, you know, maybe around your birthday you'd like to have one week's holiday just on your own and you could go anywhere you wanted to with anyone that you wanted to? You know, if you had to design your life from a blank canvas of knowing that this is the year and then you had to say, okay, well, these are the times that I'm working, how focused and energised would you be when you're meant to be working knowing that you might work for nine or 12 weeks at a time and then have four weeks off? You know, so we started to really tap into what for us 
was the real potential. Potential that we could create, not just for ourselves, but our family and um, our friends. Because once we had time and money, we were able to offer people experiences that were going to be extraordinary. Whether it be take them away, take their kids away, um, you know, give to them what they couldn't give to themselves because we had the courage to step out and to imagine or dream at the next level. And so, you know, start to really work out what does it for you. I think we got um, the Oprah Winfrey uh, surprise, surprise, uh, DVD and she has like collections of DVDs for different um, eras of her programs but um, we sat on the couch and watched this surprise surprise um, section where she just gives things away to people and um, you know both of us were just in tears imagining the, f the impact we could have on somebody's life that um, you know had sort of spiraled downwards you know there were families that you know, with six children living without a kitchen and, and she'd organised to completely uh, renovate their kitchen and their home and gift all of this stuff to them or a car or whatever it was and just completely wow people. And um, for me, that just really excited me. So more on a, you know, on purpose level, um, what could I do to contribute at a greater level? You see, when you're playing in survival, you can't even think about this stuff because you can't get through your own month. So if by the 22nd of the month you've run out of money and you've still got those other eight days to go, then it's very challenging to be able to play at this level that we're talking about now. Yet when I had achieved what I needed to as a couple in survival with passive income, can you see how empowered you are to be able to push through to the next level? And so working your passive income along with your active income is really essential as a couple to start working a strategy to say, well, we need to start living on the 90% and investing the 10%. However your strategy is working, I mean, can you get that down to 80%, 70%? What could you do for the next few years that was going to allow you to completely free up your lifestyle and live your life instead of feeling as if you're a slave to life? That was what gave me a burning desire to move forward. And so really after we've had this lifestyle discussion and we started to really understand that you know the world was our oyster and we could do whatever we wanted, we started to think about how we could become more accountable about the experiences that we wanted to share. So the E in smiles is about your experiences. So have a think about just right now for yourself what experiences would you like to have for your lifetime? And there was that great movie that was released called Bucket List and uh, the two old guys traveling around the world doing all the things that they promised themselves that they do and they hadn't done and so they were just checking off this list of things. And um, it was a really inspiring movie I found because, you know, I've got one of those lists and have had one for the last, you know, six or seven years and I think out of a hundred things I'd achieved 47 of those things of lifetime goals simply by having them written and giving them as rewards for myself when I'd achieved certain levels within my business. So for you, have you ever sat down and done what experiences you'd like to have? You know, it was important to me to travel. Um, I don't know why, it was just a goal that I'd always set that I wanted to go to a hundred countries and so for me I'm accountable to myself to say, okay, this year, where am I going to travel to? How am I going to get there? Who am I going to go with? And building that vision for what it is that I want to achieve for my life. You know, so what, what is it that you would like to experience? 
is it that you'd like to um, such as Kent he's always wanted to um, go to all the MotoGPs around the world um, is it that you want to own a certain car what experiences do you want for your life in your bucket list that you could write down a hundred things that you want to experience and then get about going and doing those things as a reward for getting out of survival what's the one experience that you give yourself because delayed gratification works brilliantly in that sense you know when I do the work I can have the prize because I need to become the person in order to do the work so you're applying that be do and have and so the experiences then came thick and fast and this is where I think it really unleashed our potential for our dreaming of the things that we wanted to go and do in life and uh, you know experiences or memories is what you're going to be left with at the end of your life um, so certainly for us accumulating huge amounts of assets that just sat there um, unless they were generating our passive income for us to go and do we just simply couldn't connect with any purpose around that and so you know unless you've got this list of what it is that you're going to do how will you ever come up with the um, focus and the plan um, to action all of those investments to give you that passive income for me it had to be around my why why am I doing this okay so what are the experiences that you'd like and then the last one in smiles was really more of a holistic goal of success some people call that spiritual success some people call it holistic success um, on purpose however you would like to um, think about that for yourself whatever makes you comfortable but true success of what you would like to contribute if you could contribute something back then how would you be accountable for that goal throughout your life so we set some real goals around you know based on our net worth that we would need in order to live that lifestyle what we could contribute back and then who we would contribute that back um, when we'd make contact with those people and how we would action that and what was really important was that it was very tangible for us to see that we could be uh, leaving a legacy that was bigger than ourselves and um, I think that as we progress um, through life and we view people or, or watch people that are there for contribution um, who are stakeholders in other people's lives and success I mean we'd always had some world vision kids that um, we never really thought about to be honest it was um, you know $30 a month um, a couple of kids until we got a letter that said well that village is now no longer in crisis and and your contribution with others has meant that those children now are you know are, are in a community which is self-sustaining and we recommend that you now sponsor two other smaller children that was incredibly impactful for me is that something that I hadn't even thought of it came out as a direct debit was helping somebody um, never really registered on my my contribution model and yet what I realized was that that had had a huge impact in somebody else's life imagine if you were deliberate about that and you could really sit down and think okay uh, on an accountable scale by the age of this I would like to have contributed this much or I'd like to have um, built a sustainable model um, for giving um, within your own portfolio whatever it is um, then you start to realize that you know you can direct your life and as a couple you can be accountable to that progressively by seeing it where you're playing at and that certainly worked for Kent and I that we'd say we're back in survival around money again 
And what we'd find is when we were in survival around money, we would try to pull down those other areas. We'd stop exercising, we'd stop eating well. We'd start arguing, we'd stop seeing friends. We might have um, be challenged by catching up with family because we were down in the dumps or whatever. So just by having survival in one area of our life, our natural tendency was to pull down the greatness in all the other areas of our life. Now I've spoken to many couples who have agreed with me that that is what happens. When one area of life goes, which it might be health as an example, it has a knock-on effect through survival of each of those other areas. And we see it all of the time. So just ensure for yourself that as you're moving through each of those areas, you're going to have good times and you're going to have tests. And if our whole goal in life is to collect the feelings, whether that be abundance or whether that be lack, whether that be happiness or whether that be sadness, uh, joy and peace or despair and anger, all of those emotions are what we're here to, um, to collect. And so as a couple, what's important is that we try to balance each other out. And I always find that whenever I'm quite down, having a down day and pulling myself into survival, I don't have to pull Kent down with me. He's actually quite strong and he could go out into the world and achieve something towards our goals. So let him go. Learn how to be able to pull myself up um, alone and do what I need to do with my coaches and my leaders and my mentors without having to sabotage everyone else around me. And we're going to go into that in this next month of looking at how we actually stay accountable to ourselves and what are some of the things that we can do in terms of tools. But for this week, what I'd like you to do is actually come up with your blueprint for success around your SMILES program and know for yourself what you need to be accountable in at least survival and start on material. And so throughout the month, you're gonna be working on that document. And so you have more crystal clarity on what it is that you would like to achieve. So have a great week. I wish you well, and we'll catch up again next week. Bye for now.